0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Carla Biesinger, and we're going to explore how to sell with Instagram. If you've been struggling on Instagram, actually moving people to buy your services or products, this is the podcast for you. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Carla Biesinger. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Carla Biesinger. If you don't know who Carla is, she's an Instagram strategist who works with female entrepreneurs to help them build profitable online presence with Instagram. Her courses include Instagram Secrets to Success. Carla, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and so honored to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you. And today, Carla and I are going to explore how to sell more with Instagram and who, that's a marketer, doesn't want to know how to do this. But before we go there, I would love to hear your story. Start wherever you want to start. How in the world did you get into Instagram?
1: Yeah, so my story actually starts in 2011 in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. I had just moved there for an adventure, really. I had six months in which I was waiting to get my permanent residency in Australia, where I was living before that. And I wanted to learn Spanish and just kind of see what happens. And as life happens, I Met a guy, I fell in love and I decided to stay in Buenos Aires. So, for the next few weeks, I was trying to get a job. I went to so many job interviews. My Spanish was pretty bad at the time. So, surprisingly, no one wanted to hire me. And my boyfriend, he had just started hosting dinner parties together with his best friend, who is a chef, for these groups of travelers that were coming through. And it kind of came to a point where I was like, okay, I don't think anyone is going to hire me. So, I probably am going to have to leave. And that's when he said, why don't you start working with us? We could use an efficient German in our team. And I said, yes. So for the next 18 months, we were hosting these um, dinner parties for tourists in our living room. So it's called a closed door dining experience or closed door restaurant. And that's actually quite a common concept in Argentina, where you're just having people over, they pay you in cash, nothing gets declared. It's not a real business. And for some reason, it worked really well. So within a few months, we made it to number one on TripAdvisor. And we just had the best time, like cooking for people, dining with them, drinking with them, and just living our best life. And it kind of came to a point where we thought, okay, if we want to take this to the next level, we need to hire a team and we need to find an investor because really what we want to do is just make a lot of money and travel the world and continue having fun. Fast forward a few months, we actually met a guy who at the time was Argentina's number one poker player, oh. and he needed a way to funnel his money into the country. And so he gave us a bunch of money. We moved from our two-bedroom apartment into a two-story building on the best corner of Buenos Aires and opened a restaurant with a team of 20 in the middle of low season after having put all the money into decorating and renovating the place.
0: Just out of curiosity, to set the context, what year was this when this was all happening?
1: This was 2011.
0: Okay, cool. Keep going.
1: Yeah, And that's really when things kind of started to go wrong because none of us had any idea of how to run a real business or a restaurant or manage a team. And our investor was a poker player, so he didn't really bring a lot to the table except for money. And we just kind of were, Hitting problem after problem. And the next two years were just all about surviving and just trying to make enough money to pay the rent, to pay the team. And it just was awful. The only thing that kind of kept us going was really the positive feedback that we were getting from our clients. But uh, the whole everything around it was just really, really bad. And eventually in 2015, it kind of came to a point where it was just about making the investor happy making the team happy, just trying to make more money. And eventually I decided to leave. And at the time I was 29, I was completely lost. I moved back in with my mom for a few months while I was trying to figure out what to do next. And I just knew that I didn't want to go back to Germany. So I took a job working for a friend in Mexico, in Cancun. He had an online marketing agency and he offered me a job. And I said, okay, screw great. Like, let's just go.
0: Was your Spanish really good by then? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that was really the first time I got to see that people were actually paying people to manage their social media or to help them attract clients online. And so I was learning a lot from him and also was learning that I really didn't enjoy working for someone else. So after six months, we both kind of decided that it was... time for me to leave. And that's when I started to think about how can I create my own business and how can I create something that would allow me to travel and didn't require me to have a big team because that was really one of the things that I didn't enjoy, just looking after so many people at the time. And so I started taking online courses to learn about how to sell things online. That was really You know, the the online world, this was 2015, 2016, where online courses, they had been around, obviously, but I never really thought about um, creating an online business until that point. And at some point, I thought, okay, I think I could create an online course. This doesn't seem to be so difficult. (laughs) Little did I know. And I came up with the idea of creating an online course to teach food entrepreneurs how to attract clients online. And so I started an Instagram account, a Twitter account, a Pinterest account, Facebook account. I think that's probably when I came across your blog for the first time. Oh, cool. <laughs> and within six months, my Instagram account had grown to over 10,000 followers, all organically. And people were starting to ask me, how are you doing this? And I was just naturally attracting my ideal clients because I was just posting amazing dishes that I was eating or reposting other beautiful food photography. And I kind of had this moment where I thought, okay, people seem to be really interested in Instagram. I seem to be kind of good at it. So why don't I just focus on that and forget about all the other platforms? And that's when I created my Instagram secrets to success course. And then over the years, as I've scaled, I've kind of gotten to reach a much larger audience and now work with women from all different niches who want to grow a brand on Instagram and attract clients and make money
0: very fascinating so When you first decided you wanted to go all in on Instagram, what was that experience like for you? Because there's some people listening right now that are just diversified across a lot of different social platforms. And just like you were, right? Like you were saying, Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. Was it scary in the beginning to just kind of just publish on that one platform because you had already probably established some audience on those other platforms?
1: It actually, it was a little scary to say, you know, screw it with the other platforms and for a while I kept going with the blog and I kept going with Twitter and then at one point actually I realized I'm wasting so much time dabbling into all these other platforms that I'm not really growing on and I seem to be gaining traction on Instagram so why not just go all in and I think with social media it's find one or maybe two platforms and just make it on them.
0: So, what happened when you went all in on Instagram for you? Like, just tell us a little bit about that. You said it was around 2015, you decided to go all in. We're recording this in 2022. Tell us a little bit of the story of what happened when you started just zooming in on this one platform.
1: My following just continued to grow. Within 18 months, I think I had over 20,000 followers and then over 30,000 followers. So, I was getting really good at getting followers and getting amazing engagement, but I wasn't really making a lot of money. So the first two years in my business, I was, you know, it was just inconsistent, like here a sale, there a sale. And eventually I met up with a friend who at the time had about 4,000 followers on Instagram and I had about 30,000. And I was struggling, like making maybe $1,500 a month. And he was killing it. And all of his clients were coming from Instagram. And I just had this moment like, what is he doing that I'm not doing? And why is he making so much money with such a small following? And I have all these followers, and I'm not really able to convert any of them. And that was kind of the yeah,
0: the aha moment, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so from then on, I just started to, like, learn from all these people and really look at what are they doing? And he was working with Bedros Kulian who's like a big, guy in the fitness space and so I was looking at how these people were selling and it was for me it felt really male the way they were showing up and it didn't really align for me so I was kind of trying out different ways of how I could use these more salesy strategies but make them kind of my own and yeah it took a while (laughs) but you know, eventually I found out what worked for
0: me. Awesome. And we're going to get into that for sure here throughout the course of this interview. There are some people listening right now who when they think of Instagram, they don't think of it as selling, right? They they can relate to the story you told about, like they developed this really big following and they've got an engaged community, but for whatever reason, they're not actually um, buying, you know, or they're, or they're not using it to, they're using it for more branding than they are for direct marketing. Right. So why should businesses consider using Instagram for actual, the actual sales process? Like, what do you want to say to those people?
1: Yeah. And you know, I think Instagram is just such an amazing platform in the form that we have all these features like posts and captions and reels where we can share value and where we can build our expert status. And then we have stories where we can let people in on their day-to-day life and kind of you know build this trust. And then we also have DMs and voice notes and even video calls so you can have these authentic connections with your ideal client. So we're creating all this content, we're nurturing our audience. So We have people in our audience who are ready to buy from us, so why wouldn't we start making offers to them or invitations? And I think the problem is that people go about selling on Instagram the wrong way. So there's kind of three issues that I see people make. Either they're just posting promotional posts to their feed which the reach just gets lowered because Instagram knows that you're potentially making money. And so they want a piece of that. They lower your reach in order for you to invest in ads. Then we have the kind of spammy DMs that I'm sure everyone who's listening or watching is getting on a daily basis where you're like, does that really work for anyone where people are just clearly copying, pasting messages, not even bothering to look at what your name is or making them personal at all. And then we have people who don't make any offers at all. And I know from a lot of my clients, it's maybe because they're thinking, I don't want to be spammy. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be one of those icky people. So I'm just going to continue to nurture and eventually maybe people say, Hey, how can I work with you? (laughs) So I actually think, you know, there's this huge opportunity for us to talk more about our offers in the right way, because in order to make a sale, it has to be the right offer at the right time for the right person, right? So if we can talk more about our offers and if we can just see them and let people know that we have these different ways of how they can work with us, we can actually get people interested. And when we know at, or when we look at who is watching us and who is kind of raising their hand and saying, like where we see that they might be interested, We can then kind of develop that and take them to the next step. I know a lot of people are really focused on just getting more followers. And I actually think this comes down to when we used to have to have 10,000 followers in order to get the swipe up link in our stories. That was a big thing. And a lot of my clients, when I ask them, you know, what's your goal with Instagram? Like, I want to get to 10K so that I can get the swipe up link. And now Instagram has actually completely changed the game because now anyone can link in their story. So it doesn't matter if you have 100 followers or 5,000 or 50,000, you have that feature in your stories where you can link to sales pages or to websites. So actually, it doesn't matter how big your following is now, getting to 10K isn't the goal. It's like you already have what you wanted to get, that swipe up link. So start using it.
0: I love this. There's so much about what you're saying that I think is resonating with so many people that are listening right now. We've talked about how, you know, there's there's a lot of misconception. like this whole goal of getting to 10,000 is so messed up, right? I mean, if you think about it, it could motivate you to do all the wrong things to try to get to to the wrong people, right. To get the 10,000, to get the stupid link. Right. And then all of a sudden you wonder why nothing's working because you've attracted the completely wrong audience. Like your friend, you mentioned earlier in your story who had a very small following, but was crushing it. And you had a very large following and you were not crushing it. Right. So this is the perfect setup to what is your method? Like, like let's talk about at a high level, What is your method for selling on Instagram? And then we can break down like the elements of it.
1: Mm -hmm. I call it selling through stories. And by stories, I mean, Instagram stories. And it basically is three different parts to it. So the first part is really generating leads and kind of seeding our offers so that we can actually see who is picking up on these. Then the second part is making invitations and using kind of stronger calls to action to actually invite people to work with us. And then there's a third part, which I call secret VIP launches, where I'm just marketing or I'm making an offer to a very specific segment of my followers who have expressed interest in a specific offer. And I'm doing this in a way that's just creating a lot of buzz and it's making people feel really special. And it's really amazing for conversion.
0: So we're going to get into each of these, but what is the outcome? What can be achieved if they follow this method?
1: The outcome is, first of all, you're seeing who in your audience is a hot lead. You're paying attention to that. You're then inviting people to raise their hand again to learn more about what you have to offer. And then you're closing them or you're sending them to that next step, whether that's a webinar or a sales call or a sales page or even just the checkout page.
0: Well, and I would imagine the big outcome is going to be a lot more revenue, right? Because this works, right? (laughs) 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 Because that's, I mean, that's like, it sounds like if you follow this methodology, you're going to go from just having a big audience that never buys to a chunk of the audience that buys and you probably don't need a lot of them to buy to be successful, right? I mean, exactly. and this is going to make you feel better about the work that you're doing because now all of a sudden it's working. And for those of you that work for a business, which is a lot of you that are listening right now, you know, you're getting pressure probably from your boss or from the owner of the business to try to justify why you're doing all this expensive stuff. (laughs) Why are you creating all this content that's original for this platform called Instagram? It takes time, it takes creativity. And this thing we're going to talk about today could be actually the key to unlocking the evidence that this is really worthy because look, boss, look client, I'm bringing a lot of money to the company. So let's start with the first step of the process. What is the first thing we need to think about when it comes to selling through stories?
1: So the first step is really starting to seed your offers or like soft sell them without just pushing people to buy. So there's many different ways in how you can talk about your office and how you can kind of raise awareness around your office without ever actually making a call to action to buy. So one of the very first things that I like to do when I come up with a new idea is I actually use my stories to validate that idea, right? I'm not just go into to full launch mode, but I'm actually asking my audience, is this something that you'd be interested in? So I might post a story of a photo or a video uh, where I'm saying, for example, I'm thinking about creating a content creation retreat in October. Would this be something that you'd be interested in? And then I'm including a poll where I have one option that's, yes, more info, please. And the other option is, no, thank you. So this is really important because we can actually see who engages with our polls. So by going into Instagram stories, on the bottom left, you have that little eye icon. If you click on that, you see everyone who's watched your story, and then you'll also see who engaged with any of your polls. So we can see who pressed yes, more info, please. And then now we kind of have two options of what we can do with these people. Okay, let's
0: pause just for a second because I want to back up a little bit before we get into this poll thing because your example makes total sense. I'm thinking about starting something. Are you interested? What about the businesses who don't have the luxury of having something new that they're starting? You know what I mean? So let's say they're selling something that's already existed. How would they do such a soft seeding you know what i mean like it's maybe it's a service that they've always sold or maybe it's a physical product and it's not necessarily new so do you have any other examples just so how people could so they could wrap their mind around that because i don't want to i don't want people to think that just you have to start a brand new product to be able to follow this methodology
1: totally so you could literally just as you're for example on a call with one of your clients you could take a photo or a video I do two live calls with my Instagram students every month. So I might do a photo where I say something like amazing call with my Instagram secrets to success students. How is your Instagram game these days? And then the poll could be like, I need help or I'm killing it.
0: Ah, okay. So you're talking about a problem that you know, your product can solve basically with the poll. Exactly. Okay.
1: Or if, you know, you have something curious about your, or like unique about what you're offering, you could do a, again, a photo or a video where you're saying, did you know that, for example, in my Instagram Secrets to success course, we host two live calls every single month where you can come and ask questions and get feedback. And then the poll could be like, Oh my God, I need this. Or like, I, I don't like Instagram, like whatever. It's just about really filtering out the people who are like, I want to hear more about this. Like I need this.
0: Okay, so go back to where you were before then. So you were saying that like, okay, once you do this poll, this is part of where the secret sauce comes in. So go ahead and and go down that road.
1: So we want to look at who voted. I want more information. And then we have two options. So either we can add all of these people who voted yes as a close friend. So in order to do that, you have to be following them and you just have to go to their profile, click on that following button, and then it comes up. Add as close friends. Or if you're promoting multiple offers and you want to know who actually was interested in which offer, you can create collections. So uh, if you go to someone's post underneath on the bottom right, you see this little bookmark symbol. If you press on that and you keep it pressed, it brings up this pop up that says add to collection or create a new collection. So I might create something that says retreat. 2022. And then whenever I'm promoting or I'm talking about my retreat, I'm saving people to that collection. When I'm talking about my Instagram post, I'm saving people to the Instagram collection.
0: So just to be clear, this is fascinating. You're looking at all the people and it shows you everyone who clicked on it, right? You're going to their profile In the case of a collection, and you're finding their last post, any post, any post, and you're adding it to a collection, which is kind of your way of creating a little database. Yeah, right. Exactly. Of all the people that answered this. And if that's not the way you do it, then you'd follow them and you add them to a close friends thing. Now, why explain the rationale behind doing this? Why is this important?
1: Yeah. So we'll come to the close friends list later when we talk about the VIP secret launches. But basically, the idea is to just generate lists of leads within Instagram, right? Because the only other way is you can flag people in DMs, but it gets so unorganized and you just lose track of leads, really. So by adding them to a collection, for example, you're just saving them there and then you can engage with them on a regular basis to just build the relationship and also to influence the algorithm, right? Because If you're replying to their stories, if you have a little DM conversation going on, your posts and your stories will actually start showing up higher in their feed. So if you're gearing up to a launch, you really want to be engaging with the people and you want them to see your content. So this is just a very, very easy way of keeping track who is interested and then continuing to like nurture them.
0: Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Okay, so we've talked about how you can essentially soft sell through a poll. Is there any other parts of this first step that we should be talking about?
1: You can use other features as well, like Sometimes I might just do the sliding poll, you know, and it's like, how much do you want this? Talking about going viral on reels, for example, like I need this and then just the sliding poll or the quiz feature is also really fun or the questions feature. If you're saying like, I, I'm going to do a live, like Instagram stories, Q and A every Wednesday, what questions do you have about growing your Instagram? Anyone who puts in a question is going to be a hot, hot lead.
0: Okay, got it. So we're doing these various stories-based content to generate this list, if you will, of leads. That's step one in your selling through stories formula. What's the next part of the process?
1: So the next step is really going into the invitation phase, right? And this is where I'm making a stronger call to action and I'm really asking people, Do you want this? Do you want to work with me? So that also kind of has different parts to it. So the very first part is actually a hook where, again, you're just filtering out people to see who's interested in learning more. And you're giving people also an opportunity to exit if they're not interested. So I might post something like, are you tired of jumping on every Reels trend and creating content that doesn't actually convert? And then again, I can put in a poll and be something like, yes, so over it, or I love Rails. And then the next part is actually where I'm going into a little bit of teaching. So maybe for three to five slides, I can talk or actually I like to write uh, text because you can digest it or you can share more per slide than when you're talking, especially for people who tend to go on and on and on. People on Instagram have a short attention span, so they might get bored and exit out. But if you're just sharing like three tips, for example, and you're just, again, building that expert status and you're giving value. And then the next story would be a call to action where I might say something like, I've put together a PDF or a masterclass teaching you 20 tips or 20 different ways on how to use reels that will generate subscribers and leads and clients without... Dancing in front of the camera. Do you want this? And then again the poll. <laughs> so yes, no. And then I can either just reach out directly to people who voted yes and send them the link. And I can do this, you know, even with, if I'm sending people directly to an offer or directly to book a call. It's the same thing. And then the next story, and this is what's really important, is sharing social proof.
0: I've got a couple of clarifying questions. So. And I'm just trying to organize this a little bit in my head so I can fully understand this. So step one is generating leads, right? And step two, it sounds like is the creation of different kinds of stories to kind of sell. Is that kind of what you're telling me? I just want to make sure I'm crystal clear because, and when does this happen? Like, like, am I collecting leads weeks in advance and then I'm creating content that's different? I mean, this is the part where I'm getting a little bit confused between the step first step and the second step.
1: So the first step you're doing all the time. And it depends on whether you just have one offer that you're promoting or you're kind of generating your different lists, but you're really seeding. You can do this every single day. So this is something you're doing continuously. And then the second part when you're making the invitation to work with you, that's could be when you're in a launch or it could be, for example, that four days out of the week, you're just providing value and you're seeding and then every Friday, for example, you make an offer. So that really depends. I like to usually do three weeks of nurturing and giving value. And then one week where I'm making a lot more invitations.
0: Okay. So just to be clear, then this is the part where we need to do things we're uncomfortable doing, which is essentially selling, right? I mean, like this is, you know, you've been generating leads for a little while and now you're creating content through your stories that is intentionally designed to sell. Right. So, so maybe break down, you know, you were, you were about to talk about social proof, talk about some of these other things that might feel uncomfortable for people to do, but are important for them to sell.
1: And I think that the uncomfortable thing is really talking about the offer, right. For a lot of people. And that's where they get like, Oh, I don't know if I want to share this, but when you're either sharing the social proof, when this could be something as simple as taking a screenshot when one of your clients sends you a win that they've had and then you're celebrating them and you're just sharing that screenshot and you're saying like, oh my God, so proud of, you You can tag them if you want to or my client who just reached XYZ milestone. If you also want to reach XYZ, send me a DM saying viral, for example, and I'll share with you how you can get there. So social proof is amazing. And I actually have a, I, I call it a praise album on my phone where I just save every single screenshot of every win that my clients are sending me in my Facebook group. Whenever I see even just something that's really small, because what you can do is you can kind of create collages in your Instagram stories where you're sharing one story, uh, 10 different wins. And then all of a sudden that's like, oh my God, I want that. Like. All of these people are having success. And that's the thing with social proof, right? It's not just you succeeding at something. It's you showing that this is also working for other people. And therefore, they're thinking, oh, my God, maybe this can also work for me.
0: What I like about what you're saying is you're storing these things up as they happen, right? So you get messages from people, you get emails from people, you get whatever, or they tell you and then you're telling their story and story. So the idea is you're storing these up for the right moment and then you're using them as part of your sales process, right? I mean, that's exactly. important because you don't want to necessarily just use them and then not be able to use them again. And I would imagine you could reuse them as well, right? You could just reuse them over and over again, right?
1: Yeah. And again, you can have a praise album for this course and then you can have another one for this course or for this product. So again, you're collecting them as you're collecting your leads and then you're just continuously using them.
0: Cool, so what else? Like, okay, so we're sharing these examples from our customers that are happy. What else are we doing in our stories that's sales focused, if you will?
1: So one of the other things is actually using the link feature, right? That we now all have. And I, I typically like to combine it with either one of the stories uh, where I was give, giving value, where I was teaching, or uh, one of the uh, testimonials where I can then link directly to the sales page and say, like, if you want this, grab it here and do like a finger pointing down and then the link. And what's cool about the link feature that I think not everyone knows is you can, when you add the link, you can customize what it says. So instead of just it showing the link, you can say, I want to go viral. And so it's just a stronger call to action, right? It's like when you're creating the buttons on your, on your website, on your sales page. Yeah, I love
0: that. Perfect. Anything else? I know we talked about asking questions. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit, or maybe we already did talk about that.
1: One of my students actually told me about this strategy where she was hosting a Q&A every single week. And getting people to submit their questions and then as she was answering the questions she was just mentioning her programs it's like I, uh, so this is uh, she has a home bakery business so she's like uh, talking about raising your price for your cupcakes and then she links to her course and she's like so this is actually what i show you and how i show you step by step how to do that here's the link and then you can save those questions or those Q&A parts to the highlights.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so actually I'm always surprised, but people really, especially new people, do watch those highlights. And so as they're coming to find you, they're seeing these questions, they're seeing these answers. You're already giving so much value without actually doing anything because it's just there. And then they have those links inside those stories so they can actually just go and purchase without you doing any extra work.
0: What do you recommend people label those highlights, like Q&A or common questions? I mean, you only have a limited amount of real estate, right? But do you have any thoughts on what some of those highlights should have with the words above them just to get people to want to click on them?
1: Yeah. So I have some that I literally just titled the name of my course, and then I just keep adding little bits and pieces. Then you could also do like Instagram tips, reels tips, so kind of more topic specific. You could have one on client wins, but yeah, I think either by course or by offer or by topic would be the best idea.
0: Just out of curiosity with highlights, do they put the most recent one at the top or does it go to the end?
1: So the most recent story will go to the end Okay. and then that highlight moves to the front.
0: So it, let's just say over a week, I posted like seven different highlights to the same highlight thing. Does it keep the order in which I posted them or does it, it does. Okay, good. That's That's what I was curious about. Okay. So step number one is to generate some leads by doing simple polls and doing that consistently. Step number two is to decide your cadence or frequency when you're going to begin actually using stories to sell. And we talked about social proof. We talked about asking questions. We talked about using links Teaching, you briefly mentioned, but is there anything about teaching that we should talk about? Because it's one thing to teach and it's another thing to teach to sell. Like what's your thoughts on teaching to actually sell?
1: That's why I was telling you kind of start with the hook, then teach, then go into the call to action. So, and then have the social proof. Right. Um, so definitely link it because otherwise, yeah, that's then when you're just going into nurture, 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 and you're not making any sales because people don't even know that you have an offer. When you're investing this time and you're sharing all this value, make that bridge have a call to action, share a social proof where, again, you're including the link. And so, you know, sometimes, and this is interesting when I'm in a launch, for example, uh, I'm celebrating every single person that comes into my program, right? And so I might have multiple stories where I'm celebrating and I'm sharing social proof. And in all of them, I'm including the link.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: And then it's actually interesting when you look at the insights out of every single one of those stories, there's going to be people who click on that link. So it's not just the first link that people click on. It's like, maybe they see it and they're like, oh yeah, nice. And then you have the next story and they get a little bit more curious. And then you have the next story with the link and then they're like, okay, I've got to check this out. So, don't be shy, including the link feature.
0: So, give us an example if you could. I know you've done this a lot and I'm putting it on the spot, but give us an example of what a hook might sound like and then maybe what the teaching might sound like. And, you know, like just sew the whole thing together so we can imagine it, right?
1: Okay. So, I might do something like Are you tired of spending hours on Instagram, growing your following, but you're not getting any clients? That's the hook. And I'm doing a poll just again, to see who's engaging.
0: Are you doing that just as a still image? I mean, or are you making a video and then doing a poll? I'm just curious. Can be either. Okay. Can be either. Okay.
1: And then I'm going into teaching and this I usually do in writing just because I can condense it more. And I'm, I might say, here are three tips that you can implement today to generate more leads and to generate more sales. Tip one is one slide. Tip two is one slide. Tip three is one slide. Then I'm going into the offer where I'm saying I'm hosting a masterclass on Friday where I'm going to be teaching you my selling through stories formula on how to turn complete strangers into followers, into clients. okay. Do you want the link?
0: And then do you have the proof in there or no after that?
1: And then the proof might be just Some of my screenshotted testimonials where people are like, oh my God, I, I signed up for a masterclass and then I made a thousand dollars the next day. And then I'm including the link and I might do a couple of them.
0: Nice. Okay, cool. So step three is this more advanced thing, this VIP thing you kind of hinted about a little earlier, like talk to us about what that is exactly. Cause you said, Hey, the close friends thing can be used creatively. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about how that all comes together.
1: These are so fun, you're gonna love this. So the, the close friends, the cool thing about this feature is that you can share stories just with the people on your close friends list. So that's why we're collecting these close friends or if you were doing collections, then when you go into this VIP launch, you just add everyone who was on this specific collection as a close friend. I usually do these for like 24 to 72 hours where I'm just going kind of heavily on making an offer for, or like making uh, an invitation for a specific offer. And I might even promote this VIP launch beforehand, where I'm saying, we're going to be launching our Instagram post next week. But for anyone who's on our VIP list, we're actually going to have a very special bonus that's only going to be revealed on Thursday. And you're only going to see it if you are on that list. Do you want to be on that list? and then again, I can use a poll. And so I'm adding people to this close friends list. And so I'm creating this buzz. And it's really exciting. And it's actually really fun. And then in those 24 to 72 hours, I'm just really, again, I can teach a little bit, but I'm really selling much more. And I'm just talking more about the offer. I'm talking about the special bonus, or sometimes it's like a better than early bird price that they can get only during this time. And I'm saying like, Not even my email list is hearing about this offer. So this is really special and it's only available until then. Here's how to get it. Again, using the link feature, using social proof. And I'm just going like heavy on that. And you can also give people an option to opt out at the beginning where you're saying you are on this list because I've noticed that you're interested in learning about Instagram. I'm going to be talking about my Instagram course over the next few days. If you're not interested in hearing about this, just reply to the story and say no thanks, no hard feelings, and I'll take you off the list. It happens like a couple of people maybe that they're like, yeah, actually, I'm, I don't care. But then you have all these other people. And it's interesting when you see, you know, typically the, the people who watch your stories out of all your audience, it's quite a small percentage but the close friends people who watch your stories out of all the close friends is actually quite a large percentage. So you have these people who are hot and you're just sharing and inviting.
0: So this close friends thing, everything we talked about in step two could be just employed to the close friends list, right? So what that means is the idea of this close friends is it shields the rest of your audience from seeing aggressive promotions, right? It's just those people who are super interested in this and it's not going to be something that's going to be upsetting maybe to the rest of the audience because you're, you're doing a super aggressive promo. They know who, they know why you're doing it. You've announced that you're doing it. You've given the option to opt out of it if they don't want to opt out of it. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are like, how the heck do you manage this? There's no tools that make this easy, right? You have to basically have yourself or an assistant manually do all this stuff, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's actually not more complicated than posting stories as you would normally because when you're about to post the story, you just select close friends. So it's actually not more complicated at all.
0: I just meant getting people to become close friends in the first place. Oh,
1: right. Yeah. So that's the part where you're seeding and you're using the polls. But it doesn't take that much longer to just, you know, add people as a close friend. And I think once you start seeing the results and that people are actually buying, and I have some people on my close friends list, sometimes when I'm going into a launch, I just clear it and I just add people from a collection. Sometimes I just leave it. And it's so interesting when I get private clients, for example, and eventually I go to their their Instagram, I'm like, oh yeah, they're a close friend interesting
0: yeah I'm glad you talked about the fact that you cleared it because I was curious one of the things that excites me about this methodology is this allows the right creative person to test something before they launch it do you understand where I'm going with this like you could do a mini soft launch or a test launch of a product just to this tiny little close friends community to see if they resonate with the price or with the sales page or the messaging and then if it works really well then you could essentially open it up to the larger community, right? I mean, this is a super creative way to try things with a lot less risk. Have, have you found that the, the, the VIP launches are super effective?
1: Yeah. And they're just short. Like I did, like doing short launches. You can obviously also do it for a longer period. I've not tried that. But it's just so interesting to see how, when you're paying attention to who is paying attention to you how you can actually convert these people rather than just chasing more views or chasing more followers.
0: And I would imagine there's a lot of DMs that go back and forth and answering questions and stuff that's happening behind the scenes with a lot of this. Is that correct?
1: It can be. It also you know, depends on the price point of the offer. This is actually something that I've recently experimented with where before I'm opening the cart officially, I've just sent people to the checkout page of these close friends people without even having the sales page created.
0: Oh, wow. And it works.
1: And it works. Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You just made a lot of marketers really happy with that because it's like, (laughs) man, they don't have to go out and hire a copywriter to write a sales page and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I love that.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of the time with that, it's just talking about the urgency, talking about the price increase that's going to happen. But I tried it in my last launch and it was amazing.
0: Carla, this has been super insightful. And a lot of people like that are listening, I'm sure, have never considered doing something like this. So first of all, thank you so much for sharing your methodology. If people want to discover you or your course, where do you want to send them?
1: So the best place is Instagram. Carla Biesinger is my handle. If you want to learn specifically about selling through stories, then I have a course on that. It's go.carlebiesinger.com forward slash sales. And then otherwise I have my full Instagram course, which teaches about growing your following, growing your engagement and also sales.
0: And why don't you spell your last name for those that are listening to the audio, because it is not exactly spelled as you would think.
1: It's B-I-E. S-I-N-G-E-R.
0: Yeah, so it's B, but there's an I in there. So instead of, because some people might think it's B-E, B-I-E-S-I-N-G-E-R. Carla B. Singer, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us. We're better because of it.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 529. And if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. We've got some great stuff coming your way. If you've been a long time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.